Welcome back. Welcome back. That's right. You know what time it is. The Pauline Podcast. Yeah. And we're back with another special guest, yeah. Thomas. Wait, hold up. Can we just stop? Can we slow it down for a second? Okay. okay. I just point out that it's been, what, a month and a half now? I know, right? We've been slow. We've been lacking. Wait, let me just say, firstly, the justifications being... My justifications being, it's been a month. We've been deciding. We've been thinking, like, what are we going to talk about? What's the point of just doing something and... They're not actually getting anywhere with any arguments. I'd rather keep it short and sweet and concise, but actually get into things and just kind of dance around subjects for 20 minutes. But yeah, back to it. We have a new special guest today. Guest. Special guest today. Tom, friend of ours. Hey, guys. It's Tom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Known him for a long time. He's been in school with us since the age of nine. Yeah. Same classes. Uh, how are you doing today? How you feel? I'm actually doing really well. That's I just uh, quickly like to touch on them. You guys not putting an episode out for a month and a half. You know, yeah, I started ahead. a, uh, I started a podcast back in. Uh, yeah, we did. I yep, think did. it was October eleventh was Team the first episode. Yeah, and I haven't put an episode out since <laughs> October twenty fourth. Uh, We're doing better than because someone. it yeah. was my podcast. I was just talking about stuff, and it was me on my own. And I don't know if you guys know this, but when you're by yourself. It's kind of the topic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, but, but on the topic of that, what was your podcast actually on? Because I, I didn't hear about this. My podcast is on Spotify. It's called it's Spotify. Discussing Whatever Podcast. Oh, yeah, check it out. Quick plug. Quick yeah, with Thomas Stanger. With yeah. me, yeah, me and myself, cool. no one else. I haven't had any guests. We'll join. Don't yet. worry. We have to repay the favor. It's just rude of us if we don't. We will join. Schedule that. Maybe um, next week sounds good. Yeah, we can. We can schedule. Sure. Okay. Be perfect. Let's get into that. Thomas, great guy. Big on engineering, rock, pretty cool guy, social. Been doing better than not socially this year. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on. I guess a first topic I just want to talk about a bit is you're big in engineering, you're big into science and STEM. We have so many classes together that she can't get enough of you in maths and chemistry and every other subject. But you're big into engineering, you're doing um, like an extended research project for this year. I wanted to kind of just touch on that because Sasha and I don't really we don't focus do too much on that. And it's something I'm definitely interested in for undergraduate study, but to kind of go into like a more in-depth project. But Stanger, like what, what is that about? Why did you decide to do it? You know, what's it about for you? Basically, the, the purpose of the extended research project is to research something and it's called an artifact EPQ, artifact with an E, not an I, oh. for those people that may be confused. And that just means that you actually need to make something, whether it be digital or physical, at the end of it. So you have to do all this research, and the objective is you're taking the work into your own hands. You aren't being taught anything. You are teaching yourself through the process of doing it. And there is a bit of guidance from the teachers of at school and Every week we meet twice a week for lessons and once a week with our tutor assessors, which is basically our person to go to when we need when we have queries. And it's just on us to do all the work and they're just setting us a few deadlines. Yeah. Three big deadlines throughout the year that we have to hit. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's yeah, really so cool. That's pretty cool. I see that's like you're being more independent, definitely a different way of approach from normal classes. But what is your EPQ actually on? So like what what do you what have you chosen your independent research? What are you doing with it? So my EPQ, so last year I for GCSE I did product design. Um and I was working on something there. I was developing a small camping box which you could take to the park and set up in a 
fold out into a nice table and you get your food, whatever's uh, in it. Very nice. Out. Cool. It was kind of neat. Puts my music to shame, unfortunately. And <laughs> what I wanted to do is last year I had so much time engineering and I would just be so sad if all of my engineering was just during my lunch breaks and I didn't oh, yeah. have any dedicated lessons to it. And although now it's only two lessons a week where I'm just meeting and talking about what I've done the previous week outside of school for my project, it still leaves that connection to engineering, which I kind of want because I want to yeah. keep moving forward with the skill of mine. So That's really cool. I think just it's not one of the reasons, but to be able to kind of maximize on that uh, on your time and you obviously are passionate about engineering, but not only would it be good for university applications or whatever, just to be able to actually be passionate about a subject and think, okay, I have all this free time that I had last year and now I have the opportunity to do something more with it and potentially something that could be really beneficial just to my learning and to everything else. Yeah, why not do it? That's cool. You know, I'm definitely a busy guy and I can make excuses for myself. But if things go a certain way, I definitely know that if I look back, I'll be like, wow, look at all these guys doing this or that. Maybe I should have tried that out too. That's cool. Yeah, on the topic of engineering, is that something you want to do like moving forward for university or what? All right, so for me, this is going to come back to me. I was talking about this with Sasha before we started the podcast. We're going to be talking about physics a bit later. Uh, but basically, I love engineering. But for me, it's really weird because with physics, I don't like physics. There's certain aspects of physics that I, that I uh, enjoy. But for the most part, I don't enjoy it. All this electronics... Stuff. Yeah, it's just not going to be started. Was, was tough to yeah. take in. But on that topic, so I know that you engineering physics plays a big part and a big role. And wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Sa- 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 didn't finish. You didn't what say you, you didn't, didn't say what you're going to do in the future. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. my yeah, bad. I'll, let, I'll cut him off. Come on. Um, it wasn't really a cut off. It was flowing in that direction. Okay, but I just want to make sure. You're we just want to come back to it just to make sure because we actually did miss a point earlier, which I might come back to at the end. Uh, so in the future, I'm looking to do something in something computer related and whether that times into engineering, I don't know, maybe something chemistry, computing and engineering related, but in, in this world, in this time, there's so much you can do and the world is changing as you can see, like business jobs in uh, business, uh, Big banks, they're coming down. Computer stuff's coming IT's up. Computer yeah, stuff IT is well. huge. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're, yes, you're you're right for the time, and you really want to make sure you're getting on that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a topic of that. I don't necessarily know if what I'm doing too right now is necessarily going to play into what I'm doing in the future for professions. But equally, I think yeah, like you, I I, I like a lot of parts of physics. I don't like a lot of parts of physics too, and that prompted me to switch to uh, a more medicine-based route just for my A-level subjects to do biology and chemistry and mathematics and others to focus on, I guess, what I'm enjoying right now and the potential topic. I may do physics in the future. I may not, but equally too, I think there's just such a big market right now. I mean, COVID, whatever. I actually want to touch on that next. Such a big market for medicine, for people who not only can write or do business or do computer science or engineering in your part, but also with medicine too. Yeah, it's just a big, a big market that I want to get into. So, yeah. I just wanted to quickly ask Stanger, 
as we mentioned, you didn't enjoy physics. You dropped it. And as we just mentioned, IT is a big role. It's, it's growing every single day. And I think you switched to computer science, if I'm correct. So how have you found the switch? Uh, what has computer science given to you that maybe physics didn't, in, you didn't enjoy about physics? So computer science for me, it's a subject I'm really passionate about. I walk into every lesson and I'm like, yeah, we're doing computer science. Whereas physics, I was kind of loathing it. I was yeah. Like, I have to sit through another hour and a half Completely. of electronics. How am I going to add up these resistor combinations and also listen to my physics teacher's dumb voice, which I've heard for the last three <laughs> years? Yeah, no, I agree completely. Yeah, sorry, I just want to... But in Sue, yeah, I moved, I moved from physics and it's the same feeling. It was a kind of... It's never the bad days. Sorry, it's never the good days. It's always the bad days. It's the... I'm fine if it's maybe a sunny day and it's a physics topic I enjoy... But if it's a cold January Monday morning and I have to go into a lesson for an hour and 15 minutes and constantly just bang on with electricity questions that, at least in the short term, don't seem to be doing me that much good besides making me super bored. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm someone who gets bored that often, but just the, con the constant tests like, and the constant questions, at least for mathematics, is a lot more varied, which I respect. But the fact that it took... Like two, three months to really get onto topics that I really enjoyed, I look back and think, I'm glad I switched to biology and I have a feeling you're glad you switched to computer science. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I was going to ask, um, sure. despite you guys having dropped physics... Yeah, I switched, it's, it's, not it, dropped, switched. Well, switched, okay. switched, whatever you want to say. Dropped um, and then took something else. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, it's, it doesn't sound like you dislike the subject itself, so in future, could you possibly see coming back to the subject at university and perhaps taking interest in a certain field? I would 100% be dedicated to doing like a mechanics physics course at university or something to do with uh, space and <laughs> That's space. Uh, the space cool. radi radioactive nuclear science. That stuff's really cool. But electricity and... That stuff is just come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand that. It does get tiring and bore and boring, like especially yeah. on a Monday, as you said. Yeah, so like maybe it's a point to be made that you're meant to kind of push through the bad stuff to get to the good stuff. It'll be equally for the time right now, two years. It's a very concentrated time period, and as much as we're learning a lot and there's a lot to take in, you're meant to enjoy it and you're meant to really be at at the stage for every lesson. So yeah, if you're just constantly dreading each lesson as you come to it, well, there's literally no point. And yeah, I think I might do physics too in the future. I definitely, there are some topics I'm really enjoying. Some of the or mechanics, they're all very interesting. And it's crazy how, they, how they've been used, not only in innovative science, but just to explain the foundations of our universe. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the beauty of A-level is you can do whatever you want. And I think if you are doing a subject that you don't like at A-level then you're not truly maximized and you're not bringing yourself to your full potential. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like the way you phrase that. I think, like, of course, there are going to be days, again, where you're just not really enjoying math or whatever. But at least for the, the general consensus is that most people who are in the class with me are having a pretty good time and they're learning and thinking, okay, you know, in two years, I want to be glad I did this subject. I don't know if I felt that quite... Uh, how I should have for physics, at least for this time being. I do think it's important to come into the classroom with high morale and interest every single day and just, you know, maximize your output and really take interest in the lesson. Yeah. Oh, wait, can I say, you yeah. do physics. I mean, obviously, we're all entitled to our opinions, but why do you do physics? Well, look, um, I'd say, firstly, physics isn't my favorite subject. I definitely, like Stanger and you, I take interests in certain fields of physics. And I wouldn't say every single thing I've learned this term appeals to me. 
and I feel interested. But I do feel that physics, I, I can learn. I still have a lot to learn. And I still enjoy a lot of the topics we cover. And I feel like if I just keep going with physics, I'll reach a point where I can combine physics or maybe take interest in a certain field of physics and continue in the future. So to be honest, yeah, that's probably about it with physics. Yeah. Physics actually, you know, it does come into a lot of stuff. My dad yeah. did physics at, uh, when he was doing his Matura in Austria back Ooh. in the 70s. So. That's cool. 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was the original draw. And maybe it's a, you know, we'll always have regrets for doing something that maybe on, on the surface looked like a good idea. But yeah, I just, it's surprising to see how many people, particularly in politics and business, took phys- took physics and ended up, well, in the position they're in now. And so I guess it was a draw. Not so much that, oh, it's easy and it would just help you. But I think the other way of thinking is really important. But okay, can we just move forward? Uh, yeah, I think, we, I think we wanted to move on to COVID. And I actually had a question. Stan, you do, sure. you have an EPQ in engineering. How is COVID affecting your EPQs? Because obviously... You have to go into the workshop, and how does that work and everything? All right, basically, COVID's fucked everything up. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> that was clear. I like that. No surprise, to be honest. I think that's the answer It's not everyone. a big surprise, but basically the issue is stupid COVID regulations. We can't do what we want to do in the workshop. You have to. You want to use a machine, you have to, like ask a teacher, oh, can I use this machine? Then they ask a teacher, oh, can I use this machine? Then they have to wipe down the whole machine so you can use it. Then you use the machine. And then you yeah. leave the machine for five minutes and you might not go back to it. You can't leave the machine not disinfected. They have to wipe down the whole machine again. Stupid. So it's like that kind of stuff is really irritating. Yeah. Especially, I also have an extracurricular connection to engineering. So I'm doing uh, the Firefly team, which is basically... Building and racing an electric car. And that's really annoying because I'm in lower eighth now, second last year of school. I'm moving up in the team. I'm actually getting onto the big projects. I had plans for this year, what I was going to do, what I was going to execute. And unfortunately, a lot of those plans have had to be put yeah. on the back burner because sure. I just cannot make what I need to make to progress. And yeah. it's very it's really annoying. It's a detrimental for everyone. Of course, we're in a lucky position, a privileged position to be students and be going to grade school anyway. But even like, even for just the daily lives, even for our daily lives and uh, projects and whatever, it just it makes taking initiative just that bit harder, which can honestly stop a lot of people from doing things. But yeah, I just think like when we were trying to get. Um, plans moving forward for this podcast and trying yeah, to record in school. When I was looking around, it's my biggest issue is uh, understandable as a school or any business, a public business, you have to you know, buy regulations. But the crappy thing is it's all just policy. They'll make sure you wipe down machines or whatever, but you can be bunched up to get together with 50 people in the lunch queue or waiting for a bus, which pretty much just ruins that whole point because any sick guy who hasn't taken a precaution can mess you up despite you having to clean down every machine in the building and make sure it's all fine. And it's the same case with any other subject. Or for example, when we were trying to do our um, entrepreneurship project, the Young Enterprise yeah. case. A lot of the products that we had put up, which were very viable, just became shut down because because of code regulations because we couldn't do that anymore, which is just, to me, hampering so much progress, which otherwise seems so easy to be done. It's a shame, yeah. But on the, on the topic of progress, I guess a, a low green light, maybe it's just 2020, maybe 2020 is the worst thing ever. When you um, get out of it. Just reading an argument, uh, not an argument, 
a little article 30 minutes before we started, just that the FDA finally gave uh, the green light to the Pfizer vaccine. I guess is that a is that a little glimmer of hope for you guys? You think that's what that's what's gonna take us to the next step and be back to normal? I say normal in air quotes again. All right, so yeah, I think the Pfizer <laughs> yeah. vaccine is exactly what we need at this point. It's just about administering it. We just got to get the production down, get however many of these we need. More important in the rich countries because the rich countries are actually the countries that are hit the hardest mm. compared to the poor countries. Like the United States, I think it has currently 6 million of the 16 million. That's percentage. Cases. Of course, like it, it, it can be argued that a lot of poor countries, and maybe it's just how the virus is spread. It's particularly in South, in South America, they, a lot of hospitals pretty much have nothing. So, in that respect, yeah. like I agree, I think maybe relative a lot of the, Europe, a lot of um, Central America and North America was obviously hit very badly. And maybe that's their own fault in each specific country case study. But I think it's safe to say that pretty much everyone's been screwed. So, yeah, that's definitely true. 100%. Definitely true. Yeah. It's just the at the end of the day, the world is mostly capitalistic. So only a few countries. It's like the rich countries are going to get to the to the the price first. They're gonna get the oh, vaccine yeah. first. Yeah, of course. That's just what's gonna happen. It's just they have more money and time to spend. The yeah, fastest route to normality is just investment. And I think I don't know how quickly the vaccine can get out, but I'm predicting halfway through next year we should be expecting a return think, to normal. I think the first one was already given out. But yeah. <laughs> Russia. Russia, come on. I, man. I, I, no, no, no. Cal, you are right. Cal. I think they've given... I think they've given bottle of okay, vodka. No, no, no. I think they've given dates for about March, April 2021, which that's is good. That, that's good news. I Especially think. with the social climate because of the vaccine, I guess it's more reliable now. I was going to say, I think we can definitely hope to see, uh, you know, positive morale come back. A lot of people, hopefully going to be more positive and enjoy their time a bit more and feel like stuff is coming back to normal. And perhaps those opportunities that COVID didn't allow us to take will see more more of us, more people, more students take the initiative, as we mentioned, and do the things that they want to do and in- invest their time into those yeah, interests hopefully. they have. Let's keep it, keep fingers crossed. Yeah, i just like crossed. to um, just say, like, I'm thankful for how privileged we are. Yeah, definitely. Because... I have not been affected that much by COVID. Of course, there are nuisances in my life, but compared to the people who have lost their jobs, single parents who have to look after three or four kids and can barely afford to pay for food, it's just, we're blessed, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Not only because we're students, but because we have health, simple. Like, I I just, not in a depressive way, but like, just sometimes thinking about uh, what if, like, what if I was badly affected by this or anything else, or I couldn't do the things I can do physically, couldn't go to school. Yeah, it's just crazy. And I'm glad to be in the position at least to go to school and work, which is, I guess, something to move on forward with. And I guess back to the vaccine, because of my biology level knowledge that I've been learning, because I'm not doing this anymore. I guess an argument can be made, oh, what if the... What if the vaccine isn't necessarily uh, high end or has bad side effects? Well, for, firstly, that's just an um, that's just an error that has to be taken care of, uh, and any potential um, benefit to you, there's going to be side effects. Firstly, or risk that you have to undertake. This is obviously a very serious situation, I mean, and there's also an argument made that um, there was a recent, not recent, a few a few years ago, an H1N1 vaccine, um, a pretty small case study to be fair, and I'll get into why that's not a big deal. But um, 
they pretty much gave it out, H1N1, the flu vaccine, gave it out to a small uh, area of people, I think, in Ireland. And I think one of the uh, side effects that they didn't notice in the testing phases was um, long-term narcolepsy. So many people ended up getting narcolepsy and it obviously changed their changed their brains. And it's crazy to think that, oh, a pretty benign vaccine could potentially give that to you. And that's obviously the worry that a lot of people have. But just going on a tangent here. I think for that own situation, like that was a very small, uh, I say small, smaller scale trial, a lot less funding. And pretty much in the situation they were in, they would have had to test for many more years and would have had a much larger budget to be able to even test and see if the um, vaccine would have produced these side effects. In the case that we're in, and the reason why it's happened so quickly and why many people are led to believe that, oh, it might not be a good thing, just to repute all those anti-vaxxers out there because... I don't even know what they're on. Simple as we don't, we don't this has been a very high-risk, high-reward situation. We've had COVID, but also it's dire straits. You have to put out a vaccine and you have to kind of make sure that no matter what happens, we get one out eventually to well, stop this firstly out of policy because you need to have been put through all those circles to get any vaccine through. But in this situation, this dire strait, They've completely pushed past those and made sure that those regulations and whatever were passed with the highest priority so that they can be finished. Plus, it's pretty much an unlimited budget and many worldwide teams, international teams, working together to make sure that the the vaccine comes out and is successful. It's not a smaller scale trial. It's a large scale trial that has passed many different tests and is pretty much good to go now. So, of course, we'll wait and see. And maybe um, if you want to be safe... Maybe don't, I say safe, it's a weird word to use. Maybe don't take the first dose of the vaccine if it scares you enough. But at the end of the day, by the time the vaccine rolls around, then you want to get a um, a vaccine to do pretty much normal life again and gain immunity. It will pretty much be a given and you will just have to deal with it, I guess. Yeah, I think I think the ma- the vaccine will probably be made mandatory. Yeah. It's I just... I wonder, actually. It's, in my opinion, it's just... It's so stupid to just be an anti-vaxxer against a COVID vaccine. This vaccine has received unlimited funding, unlimited. There have been hundreds of countries working on on a vaccine. The biggest ones, the United States, Germany, obviously. Russia. Russia yeah, with their, the Russia with okay, their vodka okay. bottles, but uh, uh, come on, man. Okay, Russia well, with their little vodka no, we'll syringes. So, yeah, they're they're confident yeah. scientists. Hopefully, we we can produce something yeah. that maybe the public will yeah. be more trust. Plus, like you said, again, Russia gets too together. much hate. Like, uh, thank you. What Simon. I was saying, <laughs> thank you. what I was saying about the vodka bottles, that was a joke. Uh, it'll be clear, and it, it's a pretty good joke. It, they love they love uh, any public grievances about how pe- how rude people are to to Russia. Um, I would say, straight? I think, uh, just to set the record straight, like you say, um, I do think people are a bit harsh when Russia comes to conversation. A lot of people never been to Russia. I feel like yeah. they have already already have an opinion or a judgment about yeah, the country. Which, again, is quite frustrating when I've personally been there. I know what it is, and perhaps my actual, what I've seen and what I know of Russia differs from what people see from the media and what they think. And I guess, yeah, that is vexing, but it is what it is. Yeah. You can't really do about it. All I can hope is people like you, I know last year when you went to Moscow, you probably maybe had a change of opinion. I can hope that more people were encouraged to perhaps visit Russia for itself and not listen to the media and find out yeah. their own opinion and what they actually think about it. Although I would say that the vaccine... Ugh, not not really not really gonna trust <laughs> yeah, it. Look. I would say you're you you'd be right not to f- 
go for that. To be surface level, I had always kept an open mind. Like, of course, you can say things in this. I, I, I'd even argue that a lot of um, I, uh, actually, there is a lot more evidence for America being crazy. But I mean, Sanger and I are American, so we got some patriotism here. But I'd argue <laughs> that being a an American who's also international, and I guess ha- having the privilege to get a, a more open mind and have more knowledge to kind of then assess the situation, I think a lot of what people believe about countries such as. America and Russia. It's like a lot that happens, or a lot that is spoken about is almost, maybe it's not the right word, but taboo. It's like people don't quite yeah, know what to talk I about agree. or think about it. But having gone, like you said, last year to Russia, like I, I'd researched it and I know that for history, GCSE, that they had been through a lot. But when I went there, as far as I'm concerned, of course, there are some problems that we worked out, but every country has them. Yeah. And when I went, it was pretty well-run country, good order. There was, as far as I can see, perfect opportunity for a lot of people to do what they could. And it wasn't as if it was some archaic, chaotic, completely soul-crushing barren wasteland. Like there are, of course, issues to work out. But again, yeah. with the rise of social media and globalization, media has a massive I, think change, I think change is around the corner. And of course, the media has been bad, but I think it's a, it's it's only a matter of time before people actually realize that hey, it's not that bad of a place. You know, Russia's fine. Like that's the, how you sum up my yeah, whole like, point. <laughs> yeah, the Russian people they're just trying to have a nice time. It's just yeah. the big man on top, Vlad Putin. Vlad like man. he's a bit out of control. <laughs> All they want to do yeah. is just hang out in their outdoor gyms. You know, It's just people gyms. have a bad <laughs> opinion of Russia because of the Soviet Union. Yeah, I think I think it definitely stems from that. Yeah. But I, I think even recently we've had some, I guess, inexcusable actions such as Crimea. I think yeah. again that caused a lot of commotion and definitely didn't help us in the public eye. But yeah, I do think a lot of negative <laughs> negative Crimea. criticism. Oh, we're not getting to that. <laughs> uh, negative so, criticism comes from the Soviet Union and communism. Like I think even in school, I get words from others called like you're communist, communist which stuff, you know. Yeah. I live in England. My family got away from the Soviet Union, but it is yeah. what it is. Um, but yeah, I feel like again, like just to reiterate what I said, definitely stems from there. But we don't help ourselves. Like Putin <laughs> needs to yeah. perhaps focus a bit more on, you know, foreign politics, foreign affairs, and perhaps put Russia in in a bit of spotlight. Yeah, I think that's a, that's an important part and a good part of any politician is just to actually play the media well. And so I guess you can at least argue that Russia hasn't done that the best. But look, at the end of the day, Russia has its history and you can't escape from it. But also, well, there's the future. Why not change it? And why not be open to the idea that, hey, maybe this country isn't so crazy after all? Yeah. all I like right. that ending. I like that. I guess um, more of a quicker one today, I think. Anything else you Well, I mean, I like this. It's, it's, a good, it's a good time. 25? It's well, pretty good. 25. If anything left, I'd just like to thank you, Stanger. For yeah, thank you, Stanger. Yeah. Big yeah. engineering boy. Telling Smart us guy. about what you're doing, about the engineering, the EPQ about the physics, the choices you've made so far yeah. for A-level and how you might want to look at the future and how they might affect your future and what you might want to take from the from the present and invest into the future. Yeah, nice. All right, well, thanks, guys. It's been a while, look, I right know, but we're back in this and we're back in hopefully better and hopefully for a few more weeks at least. Lockdown yeah. is over. So yeah, lockdown is over, so <laughs> let's get a bit more access to, you know, the outside world. Yeah, let's just hope. You know, everything stays in yeah, good order. Back on the vaccine. Lockdowns over vaccine. I don't want to jinx anything, but let's hope 2021 is a better year. All right. Thanks, peace, and yeah, goodbye. Have a so. good night.